Hi, this is Dave Coulier, and you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. Okay, let's rewind. I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian J. Chris Newberg. So much. I think I was in, influenced by a bunch of just like 80s pop. I remember Guilty. Like Guilty. I bought like Bad and Tango and like, you know, the Escape Club and just all the, whatever MTV crammed down our throat. We are more from J. Chris in just a little bit. Our song of the week is from Wolf Alice. But first, we're going to uh, replay a classic bit. It's one of our most popular uh, episodes was the interview with the folks from Welcome to Nightville. So uh, we present to you now a replay of uh, one of our most popular and dumb bits. Welcome, Facebook. An itch you can't scratch. A smell you can't sniff. Welcome to Facebook. Joan posts, I'm continuing to train for my first 5K. It's going to feel great crossing that off my bucket list. Ted Ernst comments, Good luck, Joan. Becky Tawanda comments, I ran my first 5K in Desert Bluffs back in June. I almost didn't make it back. I finished with an awesome time. But I almost didn't make it back. Anara Snell comments, You can do it, Joan. Old Woman Josie posts, I lost 150 pounds on the Akai Berry Diet, and you can too. Because you ironically like Fox News, the American Enterprise Institute, and John Stossel's mustache fan page, Facebook also recommends the Mitt Romney page. You should like the Mitt Romney page. A meme with actor Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka says, Tell me again how you pay for groceries with food stamps, but have an iPhone? Eric Stornacker comments, Why do all poor people have iPhones? I don't have an iPhone. Dirk Westenberg comments, These people on food stamps should not have iPhones. Why isn't the liberal media reporting this? Joan posts to old woman Josie's wall, Josie, I think your account has been hacked. Possibly by angels. Possibly by gremlins. Edgar Muria posts, To all my FB friends, I want to stay privately connected with you. However, with the recent changes in FB, the public can now see activities in any wall. This happens when our friends hit like or comment. Automatically, their friends see our posts too. Unfortunately, we cannot change this setting by ourselves because Facebook has configured it this way. So, I need your help. Only you can do this for me. Please place your mouse over my name above. Do not click. A window will appear. Now move the mouse onto friends, also without clicking. 
Then down into Settings, click here, and a list will appear. Remove the check on Comments and Likes by clicking on it. By doing this, my activity amongst my friends and my family will no longer become public. Many thanks. Paste this on your wall so your contacts can follow suit. That is, if you care about your privacy. Robert Ulrichson comments, Edgar, this will only keep your friends from seeing your stuff. Cynthia Harnsfeld comments, Done. Scott Wallnocker comments, Done. John Fornessy comments, Thanks for posting this. Done. Rob Ulrichson comments, This doesn't work. Here's a link from a social media expert explaining why. Debbie Ornsdale comments, Done. Pete Norsash comments, I had no idea. Done. Clem Stratenspierstein posts, Members of Congress get lifetime pay. See the link below. Like if you think this is outrageous. Debbie Ornsdale comments, Why don't we get lifetime pay? Rob Ulrichson comments, This is another internet rumor. Here is a link to an Urban Legends website debunking it. Edgar Muria comments, It's time to fire all of those people in Washington. Robin Smithrick comments, No wonder we are so far in debt. This is where we should start cutting the budget. Ross Bagdadalorian comments, I am going to find out who my congressman is and write them. Jeff Rebus posts, I love when people post videos on Facebook. I do not like Tumblr. Facebook is so much better than Tumblr. I don't understand Tumblr at all. Old Woman Josie posts, Friends, my account was hacked. I did not lose 150 pounds on the Akai Berry diet. I only weigh 140 pounds. If I lost 150 pounds, I would not only disappear, but quite likely would be swallowed up into an alternate universe. Stay tuned next for reasoned debate, nostalgia, and inspiring quotes which may or may not have come from famous people. Good night, Facebook. Good night. This episode of PF's Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. And this just in, go to any of our Home Shirts websites, use the code COMEHOME, all one word, and receive 20% off for a limited time. Now, on with the show. Chris Newberg is a stand-up comedian and musician you may have seen on several of the TV cable comedy shows as well as the late-night talk shows. Here now is our interview with J. Chris Newberg. Hello? Hello, J. Chris. Yes, 
sir. Can you hear me? I can. Cool, man. I've been trying to call for 15 minutes. I'm, I'm calling from Skype, but I was having some issues with it. It kept calling my phone, even though your number was displaying, because I was testing. Yeah. Earlier. yeah. fun. Always fun with Skype. Uh, anyway, can we use this audio for my podcast? Sure. Great, man. Okay, well, I'll welcome you in then. Okay, joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's Jay Chris Newberg. Jay Chris, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. And you go by Jay Chris or just Chris or Jay or what's the... Uh, Chris. Chris is fine. Okay. All right, Chris. Um, well, we spoke two years ago, so it's it's been a while. Um, what is actually new with you? I know you were busy all this week. We had a little trouble getting this uh, interview connected. But uh, what's been keeping you busy lately? I've uh, just been doing a lot of show writing, a TV show writing. I'm working on an MTV show now, and uh, just uh, I, you know, the, the game show Idiot Test. I've, I've been writing on that one for three years. Okay, uh, three years, three three seasons. I'm sorry. That's cool. And uh, do you? How did you get the game show writing gig? Did you like someone pull you into that, or did you uh, apply with the? Oh, I used to tour with Ben Glebe back in the day, oh, and then okay. Ben got hired, and he uh, asked me to do it. Oh, Ben's been on the show. Cool. All right. Yeah. And how do you like that kind of gig? I thought it would be kind of fun as a writer to do that. I know Gary Lucy is, uh, I don't know if you know him, he's a big game show writer slash stand-up comic, and uh, uh, he seems to enjoy that. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's a good break. You're on the road for a while. It's cool to jump on a show, and then you do a show for a while, and then it's cool to get back on the road. Cool. And uh, still doing a lot with the music? Uh, sometimes, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's still, I, I still play guitar on stage, yeah, but it's probably more joke-heavy than music. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of the, uh, well, not really unfortunately, because it's hysterical stuff, but most of the clips of you, like on the internet and stuff, it's mostly of you uh, singing, and there's only a few of you doing uh, stand-up. What would be the mix these days of your live set of, like, music versus stand-up? I would say, like, 70-30. Okay. And uh, writing new songs or um, you know doing uh, old favorites or or cause I know you have like a ton of them. Yeah, there, there'll be a lot of new songs. I mean, I'm sure in two years, I'm sure it'll be all new. Um, and from from two years ago. Okay, I figured, where are you from originally? Detroit. Okay, that's right. Cause I, on one clip, I saw you wearing a Detroit. Uh, you have Detroit connections T-shirt. Um, so the the Metro Detroit, like whereabouts? Uh, Birmingham, Michigan, uh, suburb of... Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to come back to Bloomington. Or is it Minneapolis? I know it's small, but, like, what city is it actually? It's in Bloomington. It's in Minneapolis. I'm actually, I've never been to Minneapolis, apart from being in their airport for an hour twice. So... Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. But, um, they wanted me to come up one time to judge a comedy contest, and I was going to, but it was still hideously expensive, even though I was flying, you know, directly from Cincinnati to uh, Minneapolis. But uh, yeah, Birmingham I'm familiar with because um, I went to school in Bowling Green for college and we would go up to Detroit and see concerts and stuff. So, uh, oh, that's funny. I used to, um, my first, like when I considered myself on the road back when I first started doing comedy, I would play Bowling Green State University all the time. Oh, wow. That is cool. So, yeah, it was fun. It's fun school. It's like kind of far from Detroit, but not right. far at all. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, it was a little closer to go to Detroit than going back home to Cleveland to see a concert. And in fact, uh, I saw, I'm almost positive Birmingham is where I saw Human League in 87 with uh, a woman who is now my wife. Uh, I just, the girl I was supposed to go with uh, was being real, a real jerk. And I said, you know, I don't want to go to a concert with you. So I called my friend Patty. So you want to go see Human uh -huh. League? And she's like, sure. 
So we went up to, and I'm almost positive the gig was in Birmingham. And, uh, That's funny. At a theater there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hung out there a, a lot. Saw OMD there at the Fox Theater there uh, off of, um, I can't remember what road that's off of, but it's right by the old stadium. Word. Yeah, it's by the old stadium. And, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, OMD, that's a good one. Yeah, seeing them Wednesday night, by the way. Uh, I know you're doing the music and the comedy. You know, you were kind of a, more of a rock influence, and you were actually you were in bands first before you were doing comedy. But uh, so, what kind of music were you into though, uh, growing up? Um, gosh, I don't know. I really so much. I think I was in, influenced by a bunch of just like '80s pop. And then I remember, I remember guilty, like guilty. I bought like Bang Tango and like you know the escape club and just all <laughs> whatever mtv crammed down our throats oh, there you I go bought. yeah there you go it worked <laughs> yeah it definitely did but i mean now i'm sort of like more singer songwritery and stuff like I, I think like every middle-aged white dude i like ryan adams and the counting crows oh that's cool and any like uh who else are you listening to these days what kind of like newer guys there's all kinds of cool things uh, out there that uh, in, in that vein yeah I started listening to, like, uh, I started, I found it on Pandora, but this guy named Ben Recker. Okay. He's pretty good. And then, uh, there's just a lot of crows and a lot of, uh, Del, you know, still Delmetri and, just, you know, Nine Adams and Whiskey Jones stuff. Yeah, there's, um... A lot, of, a lot of, you know, I found myself listening to a lot of country now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, it's weird, my, the boss at my day job is, like, really into country. And we always kind of tease him about it, but I'm I'm not mad at country, but like most people, I think it's you gravity more towards what I guess they call the real country and not like that poppy country, like um, what's the, the Georgia Florida line? Right. Yeah, yeah. Who, who I call yeah. the Nickelback of country music. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like, I, I don't mind it. I mean, like if it's like the new Florida Georgia line people, they're just like it's basically like listening to the Eagles. Every song yeah. is four four. Yeah. And like mid tempo, and so it's not that, you know, disturbing. It's just so I don't know, but it's like all kind. Of, I mean, I don't know. All music's kind of cool, and you can't get mad at it if you don't like it. Just turn the station. Right. Well, I don't know. I'm a little older than you, probably. So, but it's amazing how much of less of a musical snob I've become. There's very few things that I actually hate now. It's like some things I'm kind of like, ah, it's just not my bag. And most things I understand why other people like it, even if I don't. But there's very, very few things out there now that I'm like, oh my God, how did this get made into a record? It's like, yeah, because somebody likes it. <laughs> so that's why. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you're definitely. Uh, you lose the bite. When you're younger, you've got a problem with everything. You yeah. get older, and you're like, I'm fine. Yeah, and some of it's even funny. It's like a laugh to like. So I listen to a lot of uh, BBC Radio 1. And there are some things that are big hits over there that aren't big hits here, but then there are some things that are hits in both countries, and it's just kind of fun to see how the different cultures, you know, grab onto people and, you know, how they perceive them. And, like, uh, like the Jonas Brothers in England are massive, separately. DNCE is, I guess, the One Brothers band, and, and then uh, Gio, one of the, Nick Jonas is solo. And no, it's not a joke. They're, they're seriously like them. And over here, I still think they're seen as kind of that, that Disney thing and, you know, people kind of, like, you know, turn their nose up at them. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think Nick's big here, isn't he? Um, like, well, he's touring, he's touring he right now with Demi Lovato, and they're doing arenas. Yeah, yeah, but he's just, he's the opener. He's not having nearly the success he's having in Britain. In Britain, he played Glastonbury on his own. He, he like, headlined, and he had it on BBC's Big Weekend. So he, in fact, he's oh, probably wow. bigger 
over. The, well, she's actually doing okay there too. Demi Lovato was that whole crew, but he is as big as they are. Where over here, he has to open for one of them. So it's just it's like that. And of all those bands, I actually think he's actually probably the best one. Yes, you hear some some pretty yeah. nice tunes actually. But it's again, it's one of those things where like if I had to hear it all the time, it would probably wear thin on me very quickly. Sure. Yeah. Um, another guy I was going to suggest to you, Austin Plain. You might dig him. He's a singer-songwriter I've just gotten into. Um, he's from Minnesota, actually. I'll Coinc- check him out. Coincidentally. And Coleman Hell from Canada. He's a little more uh, dancey, but he's singer-songwritery, and uh, he's a pretty cool dude. So um, d- when you're writing music do you, and doing your comedy, do you think that um, do some things naturally turn into songs, or do some things just have a funny idea and, and just kind of work it out until it finally gets to its final progression? Uh, I think, I mean, I can do it either way. If I have to sit down and write a specific song about something, I can. Sometimes I'll just be messing around and I'll get an idea. The music is usually easier to come up than what to sing about because since I've started writing more jokes and jokes, oh, okay. I haven't figured out how many want to be musical. But, you know, I've been working on this really. The thing that I enjoy doing most in my set now is I do an impression of a cat that wants to sing karaoke but can't because it doesn't. <laughs> speak English or know how to use words. Okay. So it's basically a song of a cat attempting to sing um, I play music under it. It's my favorite thing. Like, I love it. Hmm. That sounds like it could, could turn itself into a viral video of sorts. It could. It could, because, you know, those kids and those cat videos. <laughs> that's true. Although I think that's kind of a thing that's not a thing. Because I never really see cat videos. But then again, if you go click on one, you'll see they have millions and millions of views. Yeah, which is just cat weird. videos don't mess around. They do not. People are not playing with their cat videos there. Um, do you do any kind no. of like video stuff uh, on the side there? Like you come up with a funny idea you might think is it would make a good you know video little one off YouTube thing or? Yeah, I do what I'm usually do with my my other buddy Daniel Wine Daniel Wine has got a pretty big internet presence. So whenever I come up with an idea, I just have him and I do it because. He's got more of an audience, so it's just easier to just do it that way. Oh yeah, that, that's that's a cool idea. Yeah. So when you're writing jokes, um, is, I mean, uh, people that have seen your stand-up maybe uh, online, is it is it pretty indicative of your set, or when you have a whole long hour, you know, to fill up, do you do you get to breathe a little more and tell like more kind of long-form stories and stuff about what's happening in your life, or is it a lot of like setup punchline and like you said, a couple of tunes? Uh, I think it's evolved a great deal. I mean, there's a lot more. I mean, there's a lot of setup punch, there's a lot of switches, and there's a lot of music and whatever, but there's also stories and crowd work, and it's fun. I mean, it's just like, it, it's a, it's remained fun to me, and I think I, it's because I keep, I'm, I'm able to make it different. Yeah, you do have a, a, a knack for doing those setup punch lines uh, from all the ones I've seen. Did that kind of come naturally to you as, like, naturally as kind of music did, or did you have to kind of, was it harder to develop that uh, as opposed to musical skills? Or were they both equally challenging? Uh, I think, you know, it's a constant learning situation. I think it's a constant working situation. You can't just, like, I mean, you have to give attention to all of it all the time. And it's like everything. Not everything's going to be great, and a lot of it's going to be awful, but it's worth it for that one or two good things. Like, I did I did 30, I think uh, two days ago I did 30 minutes, and my intent was to just get two really good jokes out of it. And I did, and it was like, it was 24, 25 minutes of fishing to hit, you know, to hit yeah. Homer. Well, it's like people... I did, so there you go. Yeah, it's like people say you've really got to dig through the dirt 
you know, to get those few nuggets out of there. And uh, I don't know if people realize that even applies to like just about anything creative people do. Even people have to write in their, you have to write a report for work or something like that. You still got to dig through just to get the thing started, so it makes sense to people. You've got to dig through some dirt there, at least you know, to, to you know, to find what's going to work out, and so people are going to at least understand it, and not be bored to tears with it. But um, did you? Speaking of which, did you have any other vocation lined up uh, apart from showbiz, or did you? Was it always the the focus of what you were going to do? No, that's pretty much been it. I kind of knew, like feast or famine, that's what made me happy, and so I didn't really. I think too many people who have. I mean, this is just my opinion, but yeah. like people who have a fallback plan tend to fall back and plan on it, you know. Yeah, that does seem to be the case, and uh, although sometimes you can't, you can't help it. <laughs> and then yeah, but it's like, but I mean, as far as just, I don't, I don't fault anyone's you know path or whatever. Oh sure. What anyone does, but like, if you approach something with the intent of I'm, I'm gonna fail, and then I could do this, why even do it? Yeah, that's true, and then it does. It kind of tends to drive focus away, uh, you know, from what you are trying to do as well. Um, so, and how do you stay motivated though? Because I'm sure there's times when it's you know a little rough, you know, uh, being you know Hollywood being showbiz like it is. You know, how do you, how do you stay focused and just do you kind of just kind of brush that stuff aside, let it roll off your back, or how does that work? I just you know you never take anything personal. It's like some of it's cool, some of it's not. And you know whatever it's like. I mean, it's like it's a definitely a, a different city, and you know you definitely once you think you've been fucked every possible way that you can get fucked, <laughs> somebody always figures out a different way to fuck you, and you're like, huh, okay, I didn't think that was gonna happen, but you just keep going. So, what kind of things have happened that have really like surprised you? Like, I can't believe that happened, either good or bad, actually. Um. God, I mean, I don't know. It's um, what a horrible interview I currently am at the moment. Um, <laughs> no, it's gosh, I don't know. Just like all, like everything. There's so many people who are successful that you like comics that are killing it and winning it on TV that you're like, this is a horrible person. How yeah. the hell did that happen? And like, they're not even that funny, but like, they're just crushing it. Yeah. So that's but that's a surprise. And then there's people who are insanely talented that. You know, just can't seem to get a break. So that's an example. Yeah. Ah, take that. I didn't <laughs> think I was going to come up with one. <laughs> no, that's, um, I hear people, yeah, I do say that uh, a lot. And, you know, and again, that, that's probably not even just show business. That's probably, you know, you could probably, guy working at the Seven Eleven thinks, why is that guy the manager? And, you know, I'm working my ass off here. And he doesn't, he doesn't know. Crap. My wife does deals with that at work, actually. She is so smart. Yeah. I tell her that all the time, like, you know so much more than these idiots. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, you do. It's, you know, they're going through some crisis right now. She works in social media. I'm like, you know so much more than these ding-dongs. And yet they're making so much more money. And I think she's finally starting to believe me about it. But, um, well, that's the first step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really, that is. And then being confident. Um, but it sounds like things overall are moving in the right direction for you. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. And uh, have you ever been to Cincinnati before, by the way? Because I, I don't ever remember seeing you listed either of the clubs there. And if not, we need to correct that. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I did go bananas like 12 million years ago. Okay. That's probably... But, I mean, I'd love, I'd love to play there again. It's a fun club. Cool. I will, I will put a bug in the uh, booker's ear. And, uh, Please do. Next time I see him, great. Yeah, because I think you'd be a, you'd be a, a, a great fit once again because it's a it's a smart room. Um, so 
I think they they dig your stuff. Yeah, it'd be cool. I'd love to play there. Awesome. Well, uh, appreciate you taking the time today, man, on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, and have fun up there in Minneapolis, and continue. Thank success. you. Thank you. All right, man. Good talking to you. All right. Thanks. Good talking to you. I'll see you later. Newberg for being on the show. You can catch Jay Chris, or it just goes by Chris actually, as he told us, uh, August 3rd through, let me see, August 7th at the House of Comedy in Scottsdale, Arizona. Then he is at the Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, Michigan, August uh, 25th and 26th. And for more information, go to thechrisarmy.com. We're going to skip right to the song of the week this week. Oh, one quick announcement. Uh, Fangirl and I are still working on our top 12 songs of the 80s. Uh, her list is complete. I'm still tinkering with mine, and it's going to be a little... Uh, it's going to be um, uh, kind of a hassle getting this thing put together because iTunes switched. Uh, you can no longer, to put it simply, you can no longer convert uh, songs in iTunes to MP3s easily, if at all, with the new version. So that's very inconvenient because that's how we import the songs in Audacity. But we'll get it figured out, and we'll have that show going uh, in a couple of weeks, I assure you. Right now, uh, our song of the week is from Wolf Alice. They've been a uh, song of the week before. This track is called Lisbon. PF's tape recorder, so long and thanks for listening. You're gonna look at me.